Welcome to the Kumbaya Podcast, the whole woman's resource. Are you interested in being your best self, feeling truly healthy and alive? To do this, we want to consider all of our needs, mental, emotional, physical, nutritional, financial, creative, and spiritual. This podcast is designed to uncover all the amazing resources we have available to help us. Join me, Dr. Amanda Shipley, a pelvic physical therapist who would love to help you prevent issues before they arise and support you along your holistic health journey. Visit me at kumbayalpodcast.com if you want to check out the show notes for this episode. We will also have links to any resources mentioned during this conversation. I hope you enjoy. This episode is sponsored by Progressive Pelvic Education, your source for online courses to expand your pelvic health knowledge and promote optimal wellness. There is a lot of information about our pelvic floor that we are not taught in school, but this information is essential to helping us live without the inconvenience, pain, or embarrassment that can come from pelvic floor issues. Learn what to do and what to avoid from an experienced pelvic health physical therapist in a self-paced course from the comfort of your own home. Visit courses.progressivepelviceducation.com to get access today. Hello, hello. I am so excited to be back with you for this episode of the Kumbaya podcast. Today, we are going to talk about Kegels. I'm going to cover what is a Kegel, when would you want to do a Kegel, and when you would not want to do Kegels. So some of this information may surprise you. If it does, please, please share this with the people that you love. I really want this information to get out far and wide. And yeah, everyone should know this and should have this kind of baseline knowledge about their bodies and knowledge about how our bodies work. So please share away if you feel called to do so. So let's dive in. What is a Kegel? Kegel is just a term. It's actually a physician's name. Dr. Kegel was the first one to describe a pelvic floor muscle contraction. So we say Kegel when we mean a pelvic floor muscle contraction. That's it. Now he had a particular way of teaching how to do a pelvic floor muscle contraction. And he taught to squeeze your muscles between your legs as if you were going to stop the flow of urine. And I feel like, you know, most of us may know what this feels like because we've been in a situation in our lives where we did not want to pee. We had to hold it. And, you know, we're kind of squeezing down there. So that is a, a good cue to give because I think most people can relate to that cue, right? But what we find or what we have found is that people then can extrapolate that and they say, okay, well, let me just practice when I'm peeing and I'll see if I can stop it. Oh, there I can do it. Let me do some more. Let me, let me practice when I'm peeing, which is not good. If you keep stopping and starting your urine stream when really you need to, to just empty your bladder and let your body relax and go, um, you can cause urinary retention. You could cause UTI. So we really have kind of gotten away from even teaching it that way. So some cues that I give to my patients in order to teach them how to do a proper pelvic floor muscle contraction or a Kegel 
is to squeeze the muscles that you would squeeze if you are trying to hold in gas. Or you can think about all your holes. So if you are, if you have a vulva, then you have a urethra, a vagina, and an anus. So you want to squeeze all those three holes closed and then pull them up inside. So really a proper pelvic floor muscle contraction is like a two-part thing. It's kind of a closing of the openings and then a drawing up inside. And it should feel like that. It should not feel like a pushing down and out or holding your breath. It should be a, a drawing up and a tightening inside. If you have a penis, then you would have just the urethra and the anus. So you squeeze those two holes shut and try to pull those inside your body. Really, the, the holding in gas, because of the way the muscles are arranged and kind of situated at the bottom of our body, that typically gets a really good, um, more complete pelvic floor contraction. But there are some instances where we may say, okay, no, you know, Try to just squeeze like you're, you're holding in pee. Try to just squeeze like you're holding in gas. You know, we can try to kind of piece out the front of the pelvic floor versus the back. But typically, it you know, it all works together. And um, you want to close your openings, pull them up inside. And that is a proper pelvic floor contraction. So Kegel just means pelvic floor muscle contraction. Kegel, Dr. Kegel was the first one who came up with this. And so he gets the credit. Now... When would you want to do a Kegel? There are actually some really good times that it comes in handy. So let's back up. Your pelvic floor muscles are stabilizing muscles. That means that they're on all the time. Just kind of like an energizer bunny. It's just like a, a little bit. They're just on a little bit, but they're supposed, they just really function all day. You can't turn them off. It's just the way that they function. So know that your your pelvic floor muscles are contracting whenever you are picking up something. You're pushing open a heavy door, pulling something shut, or closing something, or lifting something, or really just even changing your body and space, going from lying down to sitting, sitting to standing, and vice versa. Um, anytime you're, you're increasing your intra-abdominal pressure, your pelvic floor fires. So it's going to automatically happen. You're going to be doing Kegels, quote unquote, um, throughout the day. Just maybe you won't even perceive it. It's just a, a little level, but they're just going to be helping your body stay stable. But when you may want to actually squeeze and just do that a little bit extra, um, the first thing that comes to mind is when you're rushing to the bathroom. If you have to make it to the bathroom and you don't know that you're going to make it in time because your bladder is super full, you had to hold it, you're in the car, what have you, and then now you're waiting in line for the bathroom and that's when you would kind of squeeze your pelvic floor and try to hold that, that pee in, basically. Another time you could want to do a Kegel is if you're doing exercises. Someone has told you to do Kegels. You've been to someone who can um, assess your pelvic floor muscle strength, but also the flexibility, the mobility, uh, just the the how your muscles are. Are they tight? Are they, are they just weak? If they're weak, then that is when you want to do a Kegel. But I would caution that you really do want to have someone who um, doesn't just look at you on the outside. They actually can visualize your pelvic floor. They at least put their hand on the outside of your body, but on your pelvic floor directly. So down between your legs or kind of closer to your butt or best, best, best case scenario is that you have a, um, 
an internal assessment of your pelvic floor muscle strength and function by a pelvic physical therapist. If someone assesses you and they say, okay, you have weakness and I don't have any other concerns about you doing a pelvic floor muscle contraction, let's go ahead and have you start working on that as part of your home program. That is like the best way to know that it is safe for you to do a Kegel. It is beneficial that you're going to get out of that exercise, what you want to get out of that exercise. So that's the number one. I I know a lot of people will want to do Kegels when they're pregnant. They'll want to do Kegels after they have their baby. They'll want to do Kegels, you know, till the cows come home. And the information we have now is that we really don't want to be voluntarily just doing Kegels all day long. So let's go into the next section because I'm kind of getting there. Anyway, um, it's like, why why do you not want to do Kegels, right? Because our muscles work in a length-tension relationship. So there's basically this overlap in the in the muscles. And when they shorten and when they contract, they shorten. And when they relax, they lengthen. So if you have pelvic floor muscles that are too short or too tight, then doing a contraction of an already shortened, tightened muscle could potentially exacerbate whatever issue you're dealing with. Say you're, you have um, leakage, you're not making it to the bathroom in time, or you're passing gas all the time, you can't really control it. You're like, okay, something's wrong here. This should not be happening. So if you know you have, say that's the issue you have incontinence, and you think, okay, well, my muscles must be weak because the pee is coming out when I don't want it to. My muscles are weak. They can't hold it in. That may be true, but it really may not be true. And in my practice, I honestly would say it's like 75 to 90% of my patients have tightness that is contributing to pelvic floor muscle weakness and the leaking, not they have just weakness and there's no issues with the pelvic floor muscles length tension relationship. So let me say that again. When muscles contract, they shorten. And when they relax, they lengthen within the muscle, right? So if you have muscles that are too tight and too short, that leads to functional weakness. So you can have muscles that are only weak because they don't know how to relax. They need help relaxing. And so that is what you need to be doing instead of a Kegel if that is the situation in your body. Does that make sense? So how are you going to know if you have pelvic floor muscle tightness? Okay, you can have an assessment from a pelvic physical therapist. Number one option I would always recommend. Even if you just have one visit, they can teach you so, so much about your body. Just normal functioning, answer questions, help you feel confident in your body again. And just give you a lot of insight to say, yes, you're safe moving forward with this plan. Or no, we got to back up and we've really got to address the tightness here in order for your your body to, to progress as quickly as it could, right? So next option, if you can't get into a pelvic physical therapist, would be to just put your hands down on your body, kind of where your bathing suit would cover between your legs, not on your thighs, but on your actual torso, but at the very bottom, and just kind of poke around down there and see, do you have any tenderness? Does it feel bruised? And you'd be surprised. You can find it where you don't even feel tenderness or bruised or pain in sitting, but when you poke around down there, you can tell that it's a little sensitive. So that may be an indicator that you have some tightness in those those superficial muscles, um, part of the pelvic floor, but they're more you know closer to the outside. 
You can find some screening tools online. I know we have one, Nicole Cozine has one, and say, hey, could this be an issue for me? And assess that way. And so if you think that you have pelvic floor muscle tightness, then I would hold off on doing Kegels. Typically, what you want to do in that case is, you know, hopefully see someone that can give you some more specific guidance. But that is where we need to work on breathing and lengthening the muscles, doing some good stretches of your pelvic floor and your hips and your glutes and your butt. Try to meditate, try to do some yoga, try to just let the body relax those muscles down there. So let's recap. A Kegel is a pelvic floor muscle contraction. A proper way to do that is you want to close all your openings and pull them up inside the openings of your, your pelvic floor, so urethra, vagina, and anus. You would want to do a Kegel if you are trying to make it to the bathroom and you're worried that you're not going to make it in time. You know, you're trying to hold in gas. You know, you've confirmed that you do not have pelvic floor muscle tightness, that you're cleared to say, okay, cool, I can do Kegels because I truly have a weakness and, and I would benefit from this. And that could be during pregnancy, could be postpartum, it could be any time in the life in your life. Um, doesn't have to be related to to you know perinatal kind of period. And then you would not want to do Kegels or pelvic floor muscle contractions if you have pelvic floor muscle tightness. If you have that pelvic floor muscle tightness, that could be causing weakness. That could be causing the incontinence. Definitely, pelvic floor muscle tightness can cause pain. So. You can find a good pelvic physical therapist by going to pelvicguru.com, pelvicrehab.com. I know I say these almost like every episode, but I really believe that no matter where you are in the country, um, I really hope you're, you feel empowered to get help from a pelvic physical therapist. Like I said, even if it's just one visit, super powerful. You were so entitled to this information about your body. So, um, Oh, and then the last one is APTA.org. That is the American Physical Therapy Association has a good find a PT function as well as those other two that I websites I gave you, um, pelvicguru.com and pelvicrehab.com. I hope that helps. Please email me hello at kumbayalpodcast.com if you have any questions about this um, or, you know, have a question for a future episode. I'd love to answer your questions and help in any way that I can. And I hope you all are doing well. And I look forward to speaking with you in the next episode. Take care. Thank you again for listening. I hope you enjoyed it and that you learned something. Just a reminder, this podcast is for general informational and educational purposes only and should not be construed as medical advice or instruction. Please, no action should be taken solely on the contents of this podcast. Please consult with your physician or qualified health professional on any matters regarding your health and well-being or on any opinions expressed within this podcast. The information provided is believed to be accurate based on the most current research and best judgment of myself and the other speakers. However, as the listener, you must be responsible for consulting with your own medical or health professional on any matters raised within. Thank you so much.